Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Gallant View podcast for Thursday, the 13th of July. 2023. Uh, we are now live on Facebook, YouTube and Twitter and after tonight you'll be able to get it on uh, Spotify and all the other places that you get your podcast from. Uh, with me tonight, I'll go from right to left uh, on, on my screen, is Andrew. Andrew, how are you today? I'm good, David. Good. Um, happy to be back on uh, Thursday night pod. Um Try to get as much Rangers content in on all the socials because we're getting closer to that Newcastle game. Can't wait for it. Yeah, that's for sure. Can't wait to get some of the action. I was actually looking at the, the game today that we're, we're playing tomorrow. I'll get the name in a second. Uh, Howard or something like that. Howard or something like that, I think it is. Uh, but it's too far for me. It's about 500 miles. It's about 1,000 mile round trip to, to watch a friend. Oh, I'm afraid that isn't for me at the moment. Uh, the second person is Shona. Welcome, Shona. How are you doing? Good evening, everyone. So, looking forward to talking about Rangers tonight. And uh, likewise with Andrew, just counting down those days to the, the Newcastle game. Yeah, as we all are. And the third person coming on at the last minute, actually, Chris, uh, you had a problem with your dog, I'm afraid. I hope it went okay with it. Yeah, mate, everything's fine. Just a wee cut, but... Kai's good to go. Okay, well, I'll let you say hello to the people that are listening in. Welcome, Chris. Good evening, everybody. And yeah, just like the other two, I'm just dying for the season to start now. I thought I thought I'd have welcomed the break, but it's been torture. So just a week to go till the first, well, less than a week to the first game. We can get back to Ibrox. Yeah, fantastic, eh? Well, I'll get right into the news. Um, 
there might be actually some breaking news first. We don't know. Uh, we've seen, I think it actually came from a picture that Bill posted on on uh, on Twitter, I would imagine it would be. And it was a picture of a, a, a cocktail with uh, the Brazilian flag under it and or taken on top of a, a football field with a, a, a dot on the, the penalty spot. Um, everyone has taken it that Danilo is is a done deal. Uh, Andrew, you take it that way as well. Uh, I don't want to say yes in case it doesn't happen. Um, but I, I'll, I'll refer to the the good old quote about the scarf above the head. Um, you, know, you always say if if you got a lot of money as as a football club, you'd love to have a a complete striker who'll guarantee you a nice amount of goals every season. And I think Danilo um, is going to fit that mould if it's possible to get the deal over the line. I think he's played, I think, a total of 90 minutes in pre-season too far, two 45 halves of football, and he scored two goals so far. Certainly seems to be starting this, the, his the kind of pre-season for Feyenoord um, very well. So if we can hijack him away from there to, to, to start our season with some goals, that'd be very much, <laughs> very much appreciated for me. Yeah, well, he played a game against Pex Wall at the weekend, and uh, and he was on the score sheet, so he he done with quite well in that game as well. Shona, you were the sort of a first to, to break that news to us on on the WhatsApp. Um, is that where you got your your information, or, or where would did have you get have you got better contacts than we've got? Uh, no, I just uh, got a WhatsApp message of a friend of mine, and uh, he's quite in the know. So um, obviously, started checking Twitter and a few other sites, and it seems to be started to trend. So I think it's just a matter of wait and see with this one. But uh, yeah, it's a very, very exciting signing. I have to admit, uh, really looking forward to if we can get Danilo over the line. But I mean, what does that mean for Tolak? That's that's the only thing, isn't it? So. If those bids that are coming in or people that are interested in Italy for Cholak, we'll wait and see. But I'm really excited about Danilo. I think there's something about him. Uh, obviously, there's now going to be competition with him and Dessers up top. But can you honestly imagine him and Dessers up front this season? And then you've got Kimar Roof. Uh, honestly, uh, I don't know about you guys, but I am really excited. I know it's only friendlies. But I'm just so excited to see what this is because it's so, so new. That um, I've got no idea how we're going to line up. I've got no idea how we're going to really play. I know the style of play that we'll play, but uh, yeah, I'm uh, looking forward to Danilo coming in if it, if it is true. The rumours are that our second bid has been accepted because he's been on fire in pre season, hasn't he? Yeah, Chris, do you see this being a, a, a straight fight between Dessers and, and, and Danilo or Danilo or how you want to say it? Or, or will. Is there a possibility that they'll both be in the same park at the same time? No, I think it'll be a bit of a, a fight between them. Do you know what I mean? We rarely see two strikers anymore. Um, Danilo's the one that I think we all wanted. Do you know what I mean? He's the one that it's going to got us excited and the one you really want. But, you know, it's a long season and, you know, a lot of injuries and that, they'll both get their chance. Do you know what I mean? But if Danilo gets over the line, then he's first pick for me every time. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, I mean, I've seen him playing quite quite a few times, and he's certainly a good player. And I think he offers a wee bit. Yeah, Ronald De Boer said, "I think it's best to go with his information." Uh, you'll you'll never get. It's high with Dessers. It's either a nine or a two. It's in, never in between. You never get a six from him. And with Danny Danilo, you you get a 
never get under a six. It's always a nine or a, or a six. So I think we'll, we'll take his, uh, his, his viewpoint on it and, and it's probably better than mine. Well, probably better than mine. It will be better than mine. Um, moving on. Yeah, it's hard to move on from from actually so much excitement with with this. It's it's not it's not over the line yet. And as Andrew says, until we see the scarf over, he said, then uh, then it's not certain. The big news this morning before the the Danilo stuff came in was that Robbie McCrory uh, had handed in a transfer request. As far as we know, he's told uh, Bill he had a talk with Bill, and as far as we know, that he's wanting to leave. It's quite understandable. I think the minute that, uh, that that we signed another goalkeeper, that uh, that that he was going to that but one came in, he was going to say, "Yeah, the pot with us, uh, I'm moving." Andrew, that's what happened. Ideally, for me, I would have liked to keep him over McLaughlin. Um, my hopes is we'd have a a shootout between Butland and McCrory. I had a feeling that Butland would probably edge him due to the kind of new signing priority, so to speak. Move McLaughlin on and maybe have Wright as the kind of new McCrory third keeper kind of apprentice position. Um but a fair play uh fair play to him, you know, um I thought it was kind of the same way that Ross handled the situation. I think he the, the boys kind of both of them know their kind of worth. Um I think I think all Rangers fans would, would love to hang around the club forever in any shape or form. But I think he's he's a young boy He's kind of been snubbed for a couple of opportunities. I think it, a change might be for the best for him. Uh, I mean, he wants first-team football, and I'm sure there'll be lots of teams that would love to have him as a keeper. Um, I still think he really would have had a shot to push Butland as, as far as he, he could go for a, the, the starting uh, jersey. But, I mean, we said the same for, for Butland, but it was the other way around. He could sit on the bench at Man United, but he wants to go and get first team football, and we commended Butland for that. So we kind of need to commend McCrory for that. That's for sure. Um, I just, uh, I, I suppose he's looked at his brothers way are going as well up to Aberdeen, and then uh, moving on. Uh, I don't know exactly where he's going to the Championship. I know he's going to, but um, I think he's seen that, and and obviously thought, well, that's probably a better way for me to go as well. Otherwise, I'm stuck. Here, sitting on the bench, and even even if he was loaned out, I suppose it might, it might have been better for him. But I don't think Rangers were interested in doing that, so he's probably taking the, the other way about. Johnny, what we're we going to do if he leaves? But well, surely we're not going to keep McLaughlin. Well, I think it, I think we will. I think we will now. I think um, that shows that McLaughlin will stay for the, the rest of his contract, and I think um, Kieran Wright will probably take the step up. I just don't think it'll be a priority for Rangers to be spending. You might see somebody coming in January. I don't think it'll be a priority for Rangers to be spending money on a goalkeeper um, in this transfer window. Um, but like, as I said, I think uh, for me, I would have loved McCrory to have stayed. Uh, I think uh, if you look at it, who's better, McCrory or McLaughlin? It's McCrory hands down for me. But do I think McCrory's better than Butland? Probably not. Uh, so I can understand why he wants to go and get first team football. I just... I just struggle to see where you can go and get that first team football. You're probably talking what League One, League Two, down in England, because can't see the clubs up here paying that kind of money for. Oh, something happened there. Don't know what happened. Uh, I think something something happened with Chris's. I'll add him again to the stream. Um, sorry, what were you saying there, Sean? At the end up. 
No, I was just saying there, I can only see him going to maybe like a League One or a League Two side down in England and can't really see any clubs up here paying that kind of money. Was it between 500 grand and a million pounds a month? So, yeah, I can't see any clubs up here paying that kind of money for him. But yeah, I would have liked McCoy to have stayed and fought for that place, like Andrew said, between him and Butland. I think he would have had an opportunity in the league and the cup games uh, to show himself, maybe not so much, maybe Champions League or the old firms, but like, um, yeah, maybe yeah, a bit gutted that he's wanting to leave, but like, we'll move on. And I think Kieran Wright can take that step up. Yeah, I think he was unlucky as well last season that when the, the, the cup games were sort of a coming up, that he, uh, that he was injured for a long time during the cup games, so he never really got the chance to show in the games. The, what what actually happened? Oh, I think Chris is having problems with his uh, computer. Andrew, I'll move on to you for a minute. Five hundred thousand. Their name. They're, they're saying that's not enough for him, surely. I mean, it just looks like the standard. Um, what is it? The youth compensation fee you sometimes get. Um, but given the fact he's he's a twenty five year old now. I, I think it would be nice to get a bit more, but it depends. I think. Maybe do them the courtesy of don't don't have him hanging on to try and find a move. If we can just get him a move, then it'd be nice to just do him a favour. Um, because he, he at least he deserves. You know, he's he's given a lot of his career to Rangers, like a lot of his life, shall we say? If he, you know, we, we said he joined the club when he was an eight year old. Um, you know, I think it'd be nice courtesy of the club to just try and find him a move. Um. Ideally, we'd like to get as much money for him as possible, but I, I don't know, um, because as we said, I don't know if many Scottish teams, well, given the fact that not many Scottish teams like us, uh, they'll, be, they'll be willing to pay almost half a million pounds or upwards of that. Um, they don't want to pay us anything, so why would they, they spend money on that? So I think you're right, you're probably talking Championship England, a push, um, and then League One, League Two. Um, I, I still think he's got a lot of a bright future ahead of him. Um, just need to see how it goes for the lad. It's a shame, but I mean, again, we said you know it's commendable. You know he really wants to go and prove himself. So fair play to the lad. Good luck, Chris. I know you're actually jumping at the bit. So happy to tell us how you're so happy that McLaughlin is going to be our number two keeper next season. <laughs> the, the thought of it gives me the fear. Um, I, I feel sorry for McCrory because. He's obviously bided his time and his new McGregor's time is getting on and I think maybe he's maybe thought to himself he was going to get the number one keeper's position. But with Butling coming in, it's, he's, he's a far better goalkeeper. Um, he's one of the one of the signings we've made that I've actually seen play. And to McCrory, he's just going to be number two if Butling's there. And if the boy wants first-team football, it's a no-brainer, but it'd be a shame to see him go. <laughs> they fought McLaughlin again because last season they had a few nightmares and... Um, I think he would have been McCrory should have been ahead of him but again if McCrory's wanting first team football then it's a no-brainer for him but I just uh, obviously never go to a club as big as us again but that's one of the things I don't think we'll get another goalkeeper in there I think if we're spending this money in denial then I think our money spending will be done for the summer Yeah well hopefully not I, I mean I certainly we're going to be going to another subject in a minute so I'll, I'll finish off with the, the, the McCrory story first. And, uh, of course, Rangers can say you're staying for us another year because he's under contract. Would it be would it be good to keep him on the bench for another year? 
press on you go. Um, that he's getting to that age now, he's past the point where he's a young boy and he's getting into him, and do you know what I mean? And it, it would be frustrating for him. You know, we all the injuries, he probably won't get called upon, but I think for him, it's just best he gets out there and he makes his mark somewhere. And he, do you know what I mean? He goes to a club, does well, and he either gets a bigger move or else he stays part of that club for years to come. Do you know what I mean? There's no point yeah. sitting about waiting for something that might not happen. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, I, and I, I don't think it's good to keep a, to keep a player that doesn't want to be there uh, at the club. Better to let him go. But I'm, I'm not convinced that we won't bring in somebody else. I, I think we will bring in another person. Now, we're sitting the other day. And sorry, I wanted to bring say all that. How is your FC as a team we're playing tomorrow? Uh, moving on, yesterday we were saying about Liam Balligan was coming back, and I was just going, that's all the rubbish. That's, that can't be true. That can't be true. Andrew, it was true. Yeah, you're right. I, it was something that kind of just kind of sprung upon us. Um, I feel like I seen it, and then I was continuing my work, and I looked back, and it was done. And I was just like, "Well, where's that come from?" Um, I know it's kind of divided opinion. Um, with some of the support, I mean, I certainly thought Liam Balligan was an impressive defender the first time he was here. I know that. The QPR time didn't exactly go to plan, but it didn't really go to plan for Michael either. Um, yeah, he's, it's, he begs, begs a question, why did we let him go in the first place? And now he's, what, another year older? You think he had an injury just at the end of his time at QPR? Um, I, I think it was purely a move made on the fact that Leon King picks up that injury. Um, I think if you've got a fully fit King, I don't see this move happening. Um I I think due to that situation, it's it's actually not too bad. I think you're bringing in a guy who's got a wealth of experience, um, not just in football in general, but with our club, um, a title winner. Um, uh, yeah, I'm I'm not too upset about it. I think Leon's wise enough to know what his part in the squad's gonna be. I don't think he's gonna he's gonna automatically be thinking that's my starting jersey. By all means, if he's training harder than everybody else, then he might say, well, you know, give me a shot. You know what I can do. You know what I bring to the table. You've seen me before. Have some faith in me. And knowing his time with, with Beal at QPR, having him as a as maybe the assistant manager the first time and taking him to QPR, I think he, he knows Leon at a more personal level. I think he, he'd be happy to call him if, if he was needed. So it's another pair of safe hands, shall we say. Yeah, of course, the reason that, that we brought him in was uh, the injury to Leon King, which is a, a really bad, bad news we got yesterday. Um, Shona, what, what, what did you make of that when you heard that? Well, the Balogun news happened very, very quick, didn't it? It happened within basically less than 24 hours, and he was already at the Rangers training camp, wasn't he? So, look, it's obviously happened because, like uh, Andrew said, because of the, the King injury. He'll trust, he'll, he'll trust Balogun. I, he might have said that himself, but he trusts Balogun. So, look, he's there for backup. Uh, I, I, I'd be surprised if we don't go in for another centre-back. But, look, I'd be quite happy with Davis. I know everybody's obviously said they would rather have Panzo in for Davis. But, look, I'm, I'd be quite happy if we've got Sifuentes and Danilo over the line and we kept Davis for another season. Um, 
you've got the likes of maybe other players that, that will come back. I don't think Sterling's injury is as bad as what people are making out. He can obviously play at centre-back if needed. Then you've got Wilson, obviously not returning until maybe the end of August, but you've got him then returning. I think if we were to bring in another defender, you would either have to be Davis out and another one coming in. Um, but look, I'm excited. Um, with Obviously now Balogun's now there as the backup. So, like I said, he came out and said that he doesn't need to be convinced, does he? So that just shows you, obviously, how much he still loves this club. He obviously, I think he was there at one of the games last year as well. So look, um, I think it's good. For, I think it's good that we've got Balogun in there as as backup. If you could, I've asked for anybody else. I think Balogun, you know what you're going to get from him, don't you? Yeah, that's for sure. And one of one of the things that that makes me, I mean, we were after when when King was fit, we were after Panzo or Austin Trusty. So as as, as a rumor was going round, so I don't see why now that King's injured, we're all of a sudden not going to bring in another player. Which what's your make on that, Chris? Um I think if um if Davies stays then I don't think we'll bring in another defender. It just depends. Um but I'm happy with Balligan. Do you know what I mean? You know what you're getting with him and he's solid. You're not gonna get a full season out of him, but he won't be here for a full season, do you know what I mean? Um obviously it's a shame with King, by the looks of it, we probably might not see him next season. But um, if I'm not the biggest fan of Davies, I don't think he's he's that great or reliable. But if he was maybe say if we had Goldson, Suter, Davies, your man Balligan, and then obviously Sterling, if he can cover the centre back, I think we've got cover there. I'm not overly kind of wanting somebody else in if you get me. But with Balligan as well, I think well he'd be important is he. And maybe not so much starting games, but see the bigger games, like for example in Europe or old firm games, if we've got a slant, I kind of like one goal lead, I think Balogun would be good to come on to kind of pack it, just see the game out, if you know what I mean. We've done that a few times in Europe in the Seville run, where he came off the bench. I think that's where he would be important, and I think that's probably the more of the role we will play. We'll see him if you get me. Yeah, there was a. I was reading yesterday that Balogun had actually refused to play in a few games last year, and that that he'd refused to train. Did you hear anything about that, Chris? Yeah, I'd seen that. I'd seen that quite a lot, um, and it came to a surprise. The way he talks about the club and the way he is about the club, I thought he would be the complete opposite. I, I wouldn't have had him down as a bad trainer, but then again, we don't know, do we? <laughs> but he didn't. He didn't come across like that. But I, I don't think if he was like that. I don't think Bill would bring him back. I think that's a complete. I don't think Bill would t- put up with stuff like that. If you know what I mean? Yeah, you wouldn't. You wouldn't think so. Yeah, it seemed I, to be. It seemed to be a rumor that was kicking about yesterday around the, the social media. And uh, yeah, I don't know whether it's true. I can't. Uh, I can't I say can, or not. I can see Gio putting up with that. At, like you know, when Gio was boss, I can see him kind of being a bit of a soft touch. But with with King, eh, with King, sorry, with Bill, I, I don't think he would take that at all. Yeah, but the ankle injury to, at least they're saying it's an ankle injury, um, to King is uh, probably two to, to, to two years, two months to two years, I think they're talking about. Um, let's hope, it's, uh, let's hope it's, it's, it's as short as possible. It's really a big shame for him, uh, Andrew, uh, that, that, that he was just getting so far, although he took a hammer 
uh, for the Liverpool game last season uh, in the Champions League. But let's face it, he was thrown in amongst the, the Lions there. Well, I think you'd find it hard to say anyone in that, that 11, well, including the obviously Goldson who started and getting injured. Um, was it Davis? One of the two. I can't mention. I tried to block that game out as much as possible, but um, I don't think many of them could say they had a, a stellar performance. And I thought individually, he, I thought he won some of the battles. Um, he faced some really tough attacks. Obviously, Liverpool is probably one of the best teams you're going to face. Um, and I thought he showed a pretty decent account of himself. Um, yeah, he was just unlucky because I think he, he took a clobber in against Mun. Um, I, I don't know if that was a neck injury or a concussion, one of the two. Um, and that kind of ended his season. I think a lot of Rangers fans were really looking to see how he would do in pre-season and where Michael would try and slot him in um, as we move into the, the new season. If There will be more appearances than last year. He'll have a chance to stake a claim. And this has just come out of nowhere. I feel similar to um, when Katic got injured and he did his knee at the start of pre-season. Um, I thought that year that he was going to have a great season alongside Goldson. He did his knee and then he obviously... He moves on from the club, which it was always a shame. But <laughs> as we found out, injuries are just part of of the football of, uh, lifespan. Um, it'd be interesting because I'm I, I I'm from when the camp the bag is only here because of that injury. But in in some of the footage I've seen today in training, it looks like Balogun's the left side of of centre half uh, with Suter at his natural right um, side of the the pairing, which I think is quite decent. I thought Balogun was relatively two footed when he was here the first time, which is obviously a positive, um, which uh, kind of takes a wee bit of stress off having to play Ben Davies just because he's a left-footed centre-back. Um, so I, I think we know what we're going to get with Balogun. I, I firmly believe he's only here because of King's injury, but I don't think he'll be too upset about that. I think he's, he's happy to be at a club that he knows he'll get support from a manager he knows and a fan base that obviously are happy to have him. So. Yeah, I've I seen a, an interview with, with uh, Dujon Sterling today and he says, I am not a centre-half. He says, I don't know where this came from that I can play centre-half. He says, well, I probably could play it. He says, but put it this way, I am a left, either a right-back or a left-back. I can't play, I, 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 I won't play centre-half. So what is, that going to, what is that going to mean? Is it just going to be a, a chase? With Borna or a chase with uh, Tav? Oh, I would expect it to obviously be the, the right hand side of the pitch. Uh, he'll be fighting his position with uh, Tav. I think it, look, a lot of these players that we have brought in are versatile. So if we do need to bring in a, um, somebody that's injured from the left hand side, left back, then I'm sure uh, Dijon Sterling can play there as well. I'm pretty sure he can play centre back if, if need be. So uh, I feel sorry for King because I felt like King last year, he was at that development stage where obviously we're only wanting to play him maybe one or two, three, four games. We weren't wanting to play him six, six seven, eight games in a row. That was not the plan to, for King to, for his development. So, And he came a bit of a, a scapegoat when obviously played in, in the Champions League. So I do feel sorry for King and his injury. But I think, like we've, got, I think we've got enough defenders. I do think that if another defender was to come in, it would only be because Ben Davis would be leaving. Uh, like Chris says, I just don't think now with uh, the amount of centre-backs that we, we do have or people that can play there, that we'll be bringing in another one. I think now it will be a case of getting Sifu over the line 
and hopefully Danilo, and then that'll be our, our business. And now it's a case of getting those players that we do not need and get them out the door. Yeah, that's for sure. I'll go into that in a second. We definitely need to put players out, out the door. That's uh, one thing that is 100%. And get some money in. I mean, that's a, that's a big thing. If we, I, I think as well, if we, we, we could qualify for the Champions League. It, it will open up another chance to sign some players as well. But we'll need to qualify first before that. Um, I'm going to go on now. Uh, Chris, Kieran Dowell, Jack Butland, Dujon Sterling, Sam Lammers, Abdallah Sima, Cyril Dessers. What does that all say to you? Very attack-minded. <laughs> He's going for it. It's refreshing that we're, we're actually, the amount of people we've got that are, are attack-minded and attack-orientated, you know. Last season we played the majority, well, not the majority, but last season when Kolak got injured, we were really playing without a striker where, where Ellis was half fit. Do you know what I mean? The run-in for... The run-in for the Seville, uh, Seville and the league that year, when Morelos got injured and Roof got injured, we never had a striker. Do you know what I mean? That last part, the last part of that season, we played without a striker. And the last season, we played a good part with Morelos, who just wasn't fit or interested. So to have to have options is very refreshing. Do you know what I mean? Because every striker is going to have a different form. Do you know what I mean? We're, we're, we're living in fantasy land if you think they're going to hit the ground running, and that'll be them all season. Do you know what I mean? So. It's good to have the options. Injuries will get picked up, suspensions, whatever. And with European group stage football guaranteed as well, obviously, I think we we can drop it on in the conference league if we lose, but I know we'll be in group stage football anyway. Games come in quick and fast, so it's. I'm really impressed that they've went all out. And if we get denial over the line, then we're spoiled for choice. I think we'll play, I think we'll play six up front. <laughs> Yeah, well, one of the, the, the tweets, and I'm going to go back to, to, to where I just was with, with uh, Jujon Sterling and Tavernier. Uh, Sterling said, I know a lot of players uh, play forward now, he says, but my biggest thing is defending. I'm a defender first and attack away. He says, I can't attack, he says, but I make sure I defend good first. Andrew, that's, are we going to... Uh, Tavernier's 20 goals a season... And give it up for somebody that doesn't score one or two a season. Well, if you stick Tav at right wing and play Dujon Sterling at right back, then that solves your winger problem that we we seem to have at that side. Um, I don't know. Um, personally, I think it would be a, it would be a decent battle to see who gets that right back shot. Um, I'm under the impression that he could just be a utility man, even though he might not exactly like being a centre half. I mean, I, didn't, I never like getting chucked at centre back in my, in my time. Short time has to be said playing football. Um, but, I mean, is, is, there's evidence there he's played everywhere in his own half of the park. Um, and that's good to have. That's, I mean, it stops us having to play lunchroom at centre back, which I'm sure you'll be happy with, David. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I'm happy that um, as I said it in the WhatsApp the other day, I'm happy that he says he shows no fear to Tavernier. Um, that rhymed. Uh, uh, he shows no fear to Tav. Um, and that, that's exactly what I want to hear from any player coming to this club. Yes, there's guys that there have had the shot for a couple of years, but I wasn't here for those years. I'm here now, and I want that shot. And that's that's that hunger that I like to hear from players that want to make, contribute to this team. Um, He's got the hunger to win things. I think most people do, but he certainly is 
showing that he's not afraid in front of the press, just saying nice things in his first couple of times in front of the Scottish media. He's came in, he staked his claim. Um, and that, that's that's impressive. I've certainly been happy with everything I've heard from him so far. Yeah. Jumping over to the other side, there's even sort of a rumour going about today that uh, Borna Barisic was going to Nottingham Forest and Panzo was coming the other way. Uh, is, that, is that a good deal, Shona? No. No. Well, no, I don't think so. No. Um, I think if you're going to bring in you're going to get rid of Borna as a left-back. You've got to bring in another left-back. I, mean, um, I know, obviously, Dijon Sterling can play there, but I don't think this is a actual position. I think him and Tav will be fighting out for that position this year. And I still think that Borna's got a wee bit to offer. It depends on the, the offer that's coming in. If it's just a, um, a transfer between the two of them, then I think uh, I would want a wee bit more extra money for uh, Borna Barisic being a Croatian internationalist as well. But, I don't even think that's a rumour. I think that's uh, that's rubbish, to be honest. So, uh, look, we'll wait and see. But uh, I would rather get rid of the likes of Kamara first, Scott Wright, players like that, before getting rid of Warner uh, Barisic for me. But see what other people think in the comments, what the other guys think. But I'm not so... I still think Warner Barisic has just got a bit to offer, especially with that 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 that, uh, that whip in his foot. Do you know what I mean? Like, the corners that he can put in this year with those guys that are over six foot. I think Bonner something that we went over for us this season, and I think he will as well. It'll help Redfan. I think Redfan will be our number one left back this year. I think uh, having Bonner there will be will be good for Redfan. Um, but no, I wouldn't have that deal any day of the week. Maybe Ben Davis. As I said, I'm, I don't mind Ben Davis staying, but if uh, I would rather have it that way, uh, Panzo and Davis than Panzo and Bonner Barisic. Do you think, Chris, would you, do you think it's a good deal we'll let Borna go to, to Nottingham Forest, bring in Panzo? And then I, I think Panzo can, can play in the left-back position as well. Uh, we're covered then with uh, Red Van, obviously, would, would be number one. And then Panzo could move out there or Sterling could move out there. Do you think that's a way to go? <laughs> I'll, I'll raise you one even better. The rumour down, the, the down now is it's not Panzo for Barisic, it's, it's Scott McKenna. It was a previously Aberdeen. That's the one that's doing the rounds now. I don't know where that's came from, and it it sounds absolutely mental. But um, if it was Scott McKenna for Barisic, then I'd imagine we'd have to pay money as well, because I, I don't I, I don't see them being valued at the same. But if it was Panzo for Barisic, no, Panzo for Davies, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a. Uh... That, that, that's a, you've 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 shot me. You've knocked me off my horse with the McKenna one. I had read about it, but uh, I'd, I'd sort of put that into the a load of a load of crap uh, filing cabinet. <laughs> um, moving moving on. Uh, seemingly, there's a lot of good news with the injuries that are coming back. Uh, Tom Lawrence is quite near. Connor Golson's quite near, uh, and. Roof has uh, already started training, and seemingly everybody that's, that, that's sort of been injured, well, obviously, except uh, King now, is on their way back or will be back very shortly. Uh, good news, Shona? Fantastic news, isn't it? It's a bit refreshing to see that we've got um, only two players out injured, usually by this time last year when we only had, what, half, half the team out. So, look, it's really refreshing. I think also as well it's exciting to see what this team's going to bring this year. 
It looks like there's going to be a lot of energy on that pitch. Like Chris said earlier on, there's going to be a lot of goals. It's going to be it's a very very attacking minding minded team that we've got. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, I think um I think it's going to be exciting this year. I really do. Uh, with everyone that we're bringing in attacking now, so we'll need to wait and see. But goals for me up front, and then uh, we'll see from there. Um, but what do you guys think? Like, do you think um, we'll be bringing in if Danilo comes in? Do you think that's the exit for Tolak now? Because uh, I think we're going to have to get a wee bit of money from them, um, and and like to Kamara and Scott Wright. Well, Tolak was uh, been talking about Werder Bremen, been interested in. And it was talk. Colin came with the news this morning on the day, the Galaxy Daily News that uh, Pisa were interested in them as well. And I believe that Pisa are a second division side. And to be honest with you, looking at uh, looking at Cholak, I think he could put his shoulder against the the, the tower there in Pisa and, and and push it straight. <laughs> Which is, uh, if you look at Cholak, he's a he's a mountain of a man. Uh, would you think would would Cholak away, Chris? Would you get rid of him? Well, we kind of if we're if we're spending money on Danilo, then we also need money coming back in. I think it's evident that for all just evident that he's not part of his plans. Um, he started off the season really well till he got injured, so we know he can score. But the kind of bigger games, he kind of went missing, didn't he? You kind of want more from your striker. So I mean, it's, the goals, the games against Sitman, and that take care of themselves. It's, the old firm games, the games in Europe and stuff like that. I know he scored the goal, he gets screwed at the Champions League against PSV and then um, we scored against they scored against them at Ibrooks as well, but I think it's just a case of it's not work it's not really working out totally for them and maybe be more suited to German football. Um I wouldn't I wouldn't be too too distraught if you left for that way. Yeah, well, as you say, we need to we need to get money coming in, and I suppose he's one of the ones that we we could probably get money for. I I don't know I don't know whether he would go and play in the Italian second division. I very much doubt it. I think no. that would be I think he would be looking more to the the first division in Germany, maybe Austria or countries like that. Uh, I certainly don't think he would be going. I mean, I, there might even be English Championship uh, clubs interested in him. To be honest with you, uh, I don't know whether he would. The Premier League will be sitting, sitting, waiting for him. Sorry, I don't think he'd get a gig in the Premier League. No, no, be polite to the big man. No, I don't think so. Um, everything, all the players coming in, Andrew. It looks like we are going to be playing a, an offensive game. Uh, I think high press. How do you see the team lining up? Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. 
And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You know, we're a whole lot more energetic than last season, is my hope. Um, anything I've seen in preseason is that they've been running them hard so far. Um, um, getting their early sprints in um, because we certainly looked unfit for a team that for a professional team last season under Geo, um, which I know they've alluded to that it was more skills based than fitness based preseason they had last year, um, which I'm glad is good enough. You kind of go from being just being a, a team that will outrun anybody during the fifty five season to being unfit. It, it does that can't work, and it, it evidently didn't work. Um, and we have to be a whole lot fitter, which will allow us to run harder for longer, and you know that's that kind of pressing game that we want to. Well, the manager seems to want to play. Um, if you want, if that's nice, if he wants to do that, I think it could work with the amount of kind of um, attacking players we've now added in. Um, but as I said, you can't, there's no point in planning for a high pressing game with no without having the the miles and the legs. Yeah, Jonah, sure what do you think? How, how do you think we'll be, be setting up? Uh, do, do you see us going three man at the back with, with Sterling in a, a sort of a wide right position? I mean, I, I know I've, I've seen I've, I've seen Tavernier, sorry, just before you said, I've, I've seen Tavernier playing in the midfield before, uh, higher on the right hand side. And it's a completely different position when you've got a player on, when, when you're looking forward all the time. Then it's it's quite easy. You you know where everybody is. When you've got a player on your back, when you've got your back towards the opponent's goal, it's a far different position, and it's a completely different game. So I I the games I seen Tavernier playing, he wasn't that great at it, and I don't know whether he is suited to that position. I don't know whether he's fast enough. A right winger, you really want to have a bit of speed about them. Uh, so I'm not really that chuffed about uh, the, the thought of Tavernier playing a more advanced role. What's your? What do you think, Shona? I'm, I'm not. I'm not bothered about if we do go to a back three because I think we're capable of it. We have done it in previous games, haven't we? So do I think we'll start with a back three? No. Do I think we could go into a back three during a game? Yeah, absolutely, and possibly go into maybe a back three when we're playing in Europe. Um, but like um, I'm not bothered about Tav. I think wherever Tav is, anywhere on the pitch, he'll score goals. He'll track. It's tracking back. Obviously, if he goes to a back three, you've obviously got a bit more cover there. Um, and maybe Ryan Jack. That's what happened in the previous when it was a fifty-five season. Ryan Jack was always covering down that right hand side for Tav, and it made a huge, huge difference. Obviously, with Ryan Jack being out last year, and obviously the defence and with Alan McGregor making a few mistakes. Well, I don't think that helped any of the defence last year at all. So, look, I think we will go to a back three at times. Do I think we'll start with a back three? No. Um, I think um, we'll, we'll have the, the, the back four and then we'll have the more guy, the guys in midfield. And then it'll be a very, very attacking uh, front three up front. So, um, and I think the good thing is we've got plenty of options now. That's the thing. We've got plenty of options. We've got guys that are pretty much, I don't know about you, but I think we've got a far stronger bench than we've ever had. If you look at the guys that are maybe are going to be on the bench, um, that's that's what I'm looking at just now. Like It's very much like for like. A lot of these guys can play, um, as Andrew said, in a lot of kind of hybrid positions as well, so with that front three. So 
Look, no, I think we could go to a back three. Um, I, 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 no, I don't think we'll be starting with one. I think we'll be starting with a back four and uh, three up top. Yeah, well, one one of the things that I was I was actually glad that nobody says uh, John Lundstrom can play centre half. I was I was I was glad that so nobody said that. So, um, do you see for Lundstrom and Jack Chris? Do you, do you see them being bench warmers, or do you think there's actually a place for them in the team? Um, I think Lundstrom and Jack will come in the bigger games. I think they'll play the European games and the Celtic games. I think domestically. Campwell, Raskin, and if we get the boy from uh, America over the line, um, if you went thank you for trying that. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't fancy <laughs> my chances there. I think if we if we get him over the line, I think for like the domestic games, Campwell, Raskin, and him will take care take care of business. Obviously, be Lammers, Denilo, maybe Dessers, or we'll come in for that. But I think you'll find the the harder games your um. European games and the old firm. I think Jack Lundstrom will come in as well. I, touching on what Shona says, absolutely spot on. The bench is going to be a lot better than it's ever been. For, well, not ever, sorry, but it's a lot better than it's been recently. And that's where we've kind of been disadvantaged, should I say. I think I think the funny mob, they've got a far stronger bench. That's where like the games, if they're struggling, they just bring a couple of substitutions on and they get that goal. There's games where we look at the bench and you think, where's the goal going to come from? Do you know what I mean? If so, say, for example, if you've got Campbell Raskin, the boy from America, Lammers, Denial and Dessels on the pitch, you, you can look at the bench and you could have Lawrence, Simmer, Dowell, Hadji, Sakala, Ruth. Do you know what I mean? I know they're not all going to be on the bench at the same time, but there's options that can come off the bench. Do you know what I mean? I think, and I think, obviously, Jack Lundstrom as well, if for like, the domestic, the I don't want to say easier games, but you know what I mean. Chris, when was the last time we had a bench that's literally full of attackers? I know. Like, <laughs> just named like, full bench of attackers. Like, when have we ever been in that? And really good ones as well. Like, all these guys could hit it off, and Beale's going to have a headache. That's it. You look at Beale's first old firm game, they draw it to the, the two each draw at Ibrox. I still think the, the, the subs handled that, yeah, the subs cost us that game because looking at the bench, you had to bring on Sands and Wright. Do you know what I mean? No disrespect to them, but when you look at the bench, I was just discussing there, and you were talking about Shona, it's it's much better position to be in. Do you know what I mean? You know what I hate? I hate, I hate when Beale done that, that game, and it, it takes off. it takes off your most dangerous player. And then it sticks on. We'll, we'll, we'll choke up the midfield. I absolutely hate that. When you take away the danger out of a team, you're you're just asking another team to come on and attack you and attack you and attack you. And that's what that's what Celtic did that day. And they ended up getting the getting the the, 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 the I think it was a draw at that time. And yeah. I, I I just I just hate that. I really do. I, I, if you want to if you want to keep the danger away from your own goal. You put in more attack than instead of less attack. I, I just don't agree with that that principle at all. Um, something something we can be quite bad at is not killing games off, and it cost us that day as well. Do you know what I mean? You need to get the foot in the throat. Two one, you need to three one. You need to try and get that extra goal. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, you need to be a bit wary as well because the last ten minutes the ball is going to come into it. But inviting them into it so early just let the pressure come on in the morning and inevitable does happen. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's that's true, Chris. Uh, and as I say, that's just one of my pet pet hates. Um, Andrew, how how do you see this lining up next year? Do do you see? Do, do you not think? I mean, Chris named a a, a lot of players there. Hadji. Uh, do you see any of the good players leaving? I mean, Lundstrom. For me, Lundstrom. We could get a million and a half for Lundstrom. Is that would that be possible? Think? Do you think? A million even. I see Sean a shaking their head. <laughs> I think we'd be uh, paying us at least a million bit. pounds for these uh these superb content with Kieran Dowell and the, the golf buggy today. Some rivet and chat from the two of them today. Um on their way to the training session. Um really makes you think. I think these guys could do a podcast themselves. Um but I I I it'd be interesting to see because we we are kind of Focusing on the incomings, we do really need to focus on some outgoings as well. Kamara, as Ashura said, has to be the first one for me that goes um, long overdue. He he was well and truly on the list of players that packed it in um, last season. Um, Any time he was coming on, he was just just being there to. It was like he was just collecting his, his paycheck and, and checking out. Um, that's not who we wanted at the club. Um, we don't want players that are only here just to get their money. Um, we want guys that are committed to the cause. Um, we got rid of Kent and Morelos. I think Kamara will be falling soon. Um, some of the money that would be thrown about for Kamara and some of the, the phrases. I think some, somebody referred to Kamara as a monster today. And I just said, did the file for this, the highlight stop at the 55 season? Um it's like one of those employment gaps. How are you going to explain the next two years? Um, I just don't think he, he's he been anywhere near that form for a long time. And if we can get anyone near some of the, the multi-million pounds deals that they're, they're throwing out for with his name attached to them, then I think we'd be, we'd be snatching it off them. And uh, maybe with the, the old mask, the mask in the straight jumper. Um, oof, I, I don't know. I, I see, he'll definitely be one I'd be getting rid of. A lot of talk of Scott Wright. They seem to have had a move going that's kind of fallen away with Preston. Um, interesting to see what happens. I think it's something that Rangers will be working just as hard on in the background, trying to sort deals for players out just as much as going in. It's one of the old, the old kind of uh, cliches is that it's as hard getting players out of your club as it is bringing them in. So, still got a long time left before the, the window shuts. So, I'm certain we'll see a, a good few going out to. Not balance the books, but it gives us a wee bit more to play with if we really need to. Shona, Hadji, Lundstrom, did you keep them? Get rid of them? Uh, no, Lundstrom, I would definitely keep. I, 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 I like Lundstrom. I think it'll be between the positions for midfield. I said this in a previous podcast. I think it'll be between Raskin and Jack, and I think it'll be between Sifuentes and Lundstrom for those two midfield positions. I think they'll um, rotate. I think Michael will rotate between them. I think if we do get a decent bid for Lundstrom, not one million pounds. I think you're obviously. I think you'd be looking at over, oh, well over four million pounds for Lundstrom. I think between three and four million pounds. I would, I would take. I would have to admit that for Lundstrom, but no, he's not on my priority list to get out. As Andrew said, it's got to be linked on first. So between, if these bids are true, around five million pounds. Uh, I think uh, we should wait and see what we should get from Saudi first. I think uh, we should hold our money back and see if we can get a better offer from Saudi. But uh, no, I think £5 million for Glen Kamara at 50 grand that we paid for him is probably a, 
a quite a good deal is playing Camaro five million pounds. For me, if uh, he was playing like the way he did in the fifty five season, he's well over ten million pound a player. But the way he is at the moment, I think his value is probably around about five million pounds. He hasn't played for what nearly pretty much half a season. So uh, no. I think um, we could have got a lot more for playing Kamara if we uh, play better. But no, I would not be getting rid of Lindstrom, uh, David, and uh, I'd be getting rid of Lindstrom. That's, that's you just fell off my birthday list, uh, Shona. <laughs> uh, I nobody's mentioned Dowell yet. Is, is, uh, where's he going to fit in? And actually, Lambert's either. Lambert's Lammers, I think he'll be in the starting lineup. As I said, when I mentioned the team for starting, that your Lammers would be in it. Dowell, I don't really know enough about, mate. Do you know what I mean? And I'm only going by other people's opinions. So I think he'll be in and out, but I don't think he'll be a mainstay. But, you know I mean, the next Tuesday we'll have a wee glimpse. Then obviously the Saturday, the Hamburg game as well. So hopefully we can get a wee bit of an opinion to see what's going to happen. Albeit not much because you can never take these friendlies through series, but um, he's here. And Norwich fans are a bit mixed. Some of them are good lad he was going, some of them are upset he was going. So it's just one person I don't really know much about at all, if I'm being perfectly honest with you, mate. Lowry, is that another name that would, uh, could be making a, a place? Lowry, um, Last year was a bit of a write-off. The boy obviously had he got a terrible injury at the start of the year. Then obviously he got life-changing news as well, which was a shame for the boy. Um, the glimpses we have seen him sometimes he looks brilliant. Do you know what I mean? He, he just looks an actual on the ball. Everybody, I've seen everybody. Most people say he should go out on loan and stuff like that. It will just be with the squad getting bigger as well and all these attacking options. Where is his game time going to come from? Do you know what I mean? Then. But then, obviously, we know with the homegrown, the home, the homegrown rule, should I say? Um, we need to watch as well because if we get playing, sending all these players off, then we, we might start find ourselves in trouble for who we can actually put on the bench. Do you know what I mean? And we worry really just stick around just to be on the bench in European nights. I don't think so. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I, I, yeah, it's, it's difficult to know where they're all going to fit in until we actually see the see the team playing. Um, Andrew, am I going to put you in a, a, a bad position or you had set something up, I believe, about questions from that the Rangers players were asked and you were wanting to hit uh, us with the, with the questions. I, I never wrote down the questions, so I hope you have got them in front of you. And start with Shona. Yeah, so I think, like most people, as I said, I've been keeping an eye on all the Rangers social medias. Uh, and one of the key things I've been joining is they've been asking questions to the players during the, at the end of their sessions. Um, I'd like to start by saying, can we not give too much hate to Lowry over his answer? I'm presuming the boy was just tired. He's a young lad. Come on, give him a break. Um, we we love when Lindstrom absolutely just dead dead the answer, doesn't give an answer. But when Lowry gives a, a kind of half-assed attempt in quotes, it's uh, it's the end of days. So, uh, I'd like to state if if some of some of the, the podders tonight don't have a, a superb answer, maybe have a Lowry answer. Can we not try and cancel them, please? Um, I spoke to Colin about this last night. Um, I just thought it'd be quite a funny idea. So, 
the questions that we they have given to the players are as follows. I'll start with the first one. I'll start with you, Shona. He said, "What is your dream sporting event to attend?" Well, for me, it's got to be massive. Uh, I love my golf. I absolutely think that it's just like the pinnacle of pinnacle of golf. Um, and yeah, if uh, it was maybe fifteen or twenty years ago when my Tiger Woods was at his absolute prime, that would be an absolute dream for me. So yeah, the Masters for me, definitely hundred percent. I think a couple of the, the players were saying that themselves about go to Augusta. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. That, that, that's up there. I'm a, a bit of a golf fan myself. That's a good shout. Chris, you got them handy there. Chris, where are, where are you in the, the sporting event? Um, was your bucket list for that? I'd love to go to a Boca Juniors River Plate game, mate. I just think it would be insane. The super classical. You watch, you watch, you watch videos of it and it. It blows out any atmosphere you see in Europe. It just looks it looks very intense. Absolutely no idea what team I would be in. <laughs> um, do you know what I mean? Maybe Boca Juniors because of Maradona, but um, I just think it would be something that you just never experience here. Yeah, it's, I know I've seen a lot of documentaries on the, the Super Classical. Um, very, very intense rivalry. Um, so just uh, whatever your allegiance you're picking, don't tell anybody else. Um, for your own I, safety, I, 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 I would you call it um, a chauffeur to the stadium and from the stadium, um, police escort, <laughs> an armored vehicle. I think you would need <laughs> <laughs> David T. Where are you on the on the your dream sporting event? Oh, that's that's very easy for me. Women's beach volleyball. That's a, that, that that's a, that's the first that's a, that's the easy one for me. It would there couldn't be anything good again in either than that. <laughs> no, seriously, I think I think a Wimbledon final maybe. I think I would I would quite like to go and see that. Um, I, I'm not really into golf that much. I quite I watch it on television now and again, but I'm not really into to that much. But uh, no, I, I think a, I think a Wimbledon final I think would be would be sort of a thing that I would quite like to go and see. Uh, yeah, I know well, Wimbledon's going on now. It's kind of what, peak British summer time. It's a, a, an iconic sporting event. Um, I'd probably pick one that just passed there, catching a Formula One event at Silverstone. Um, I think another British um, sports um, event there, so definitely no link there at all. Um, the next person is one that I'm going to have to slightly change. You might, you never know, you might have somebody famous in your phone book. Um, they asked the players, who's the famous player you've got in your contacts? I will change it for us because I certainly don't have anybody famous in my contacts list, but I will say, who's who's the most famous person? It could be sporting or celebrity. Who's the, the most famous person you've met? I'll start again, go with the same order. Shona? Most famous person I've ever met, and it's probably one of my idols, is Sir Alex Ferguson. Uh, family connections who... Uh, my grandpa used to be best friends with him, so yeah, I've uh, been very fortunate that I've obviously got to meet him, and he's a very lovely man, him and his wife, so yeah, I would say my Sir Alex Ferguson, um, absolutely, I would, I would say that's the most famous person that I've met, I think, um, obviously bumped into Justin Timberlake, that's quite famous, but yeah, I would say Sir Alex Ferguson for me, just because uh, yeah, my idol as well, one of the guys that I've uh, I've obviously uh, grown up with, and uh, 
He's also had a great career with the Man United, and that's my second favourite team. So, yeah, I'll go with um, Sir Alex Ferguson. That's good. You kind of set up for a. You can have one sporting and one non-sporting with Justin Timberlake as well. Um, Chris, any any famous people you've bumped into, sporting or non-sporting? Um, the most famous person I have in my contacts is Willie Henderson. Um, he's a he's a friend. He's a friend of somebody in my family, and um, it was my birthday. They got him to give me a call, so I've got his number saved. Um, but. <laughs> Thankfully, I don't drink anymore, else I'd have been phoning him at the weekend testing him. But, um, <laughs> Drunk texting him. Obviously, he's the most famous person I've met as well. I've met Alberts, De Boer, Newman, at a, oh, a, yes. a, a charity do, so they were quite up there, but I'd say we were Lee Anderson. That's a great shout. That's um, a great shout. David T. Please well, don't women's beach volleyball star because I, I, I'm threatening to can this segment if, if we go down that line again. No, no, I was going to say probably the, the most famous people in my telephone is probably the Chinese takeaway. The, I think the most people know them. <laughs> um, no, I, I met um, Dave Smith. I had a pint with Dave Smith in Luxembourg. Uh, which Dave Smith was one of my boy boyhood heroes, so I really enjoyed that. Uh, I hope I meet him again. Dave goes to all the European games still. Goes to attends uh, Ibrox every week and goes to all the European games. So I hope to meet him again someday. And maybe Hoffenheim. Uh, I have also played darts against Jockey Wilson. For anybody that still remembers <laughs> Jockey Wilson. And there was a, another darts player that I, I, I done actually done uh, demonstration games. Was a guy called Tony Sontag. He's not the not the world top, but he was he was quite a, a one of the first professional players back in the day. So I played I played against him. I've sat next to Arthur Newman and his wife uh, on uh, on EasyJet uh, flight home to Amsterdam. And the the other big, uh, I'm trying to think, the other big of whose names left me. Uh, that scored the goal, scored the goal against Celtic. Played in the midfield. He was brought as a centre half, as he called now, big Dutch guy. Scored a cracker against Celtic. Quizzed right at the net. Bert Conterman. He was sitting in the seat in front of us, and I actually asked why they're why why they're not in a KLM flight first class. And he says, why should I when it's only an hour flight? So that was his answer. So that's. Uh, that's the sort of our people that I've been uh, I've been known to have met. Um, unfortunately, a lot less, um, a lot less uh, uh, high classes is your your shouts, um, folks. Uh, I, I still cling on to seeing um, Stephen Davis outside the, the stadium after the open training session at the start of last season, and given the fact he was one of the kind of early names I got in the back of my shorts was like meeting God for the first time. Um, if I was a wee bit older, I, I bumped into Willie Henderson at, I didn't bump into him, but we, we kind of crossed paths at uh, Rangers Hospitality one time. Um, lovely guy for the, the kind of short interactions we had. Um, just wanted to chat as long as uh, as we wanted to, as long as we, we had uh, the time to talk about. Um, but yeah, I've, I've not had the chance to meet any of the kind of early 2000s team, like your, your Contemans, your Newmans. Certainly not Sir Alex, even though that that that's I'm very jealous. I think Sir Alex would be a great a great person to sit down and have a chat, talk football with. Um so you're all very jammy, I have to say. <laughs> um 
last one. Uh, so it's been one they've been given to the, the, the players. Um, I'd love to answer the question what convinced what convinced me to sign for Rangers, but Rangers would would never sign me for any reason. Um, so I'll go with what would you say is the biggest attraction for players to sign for Rangers? So I will go with same order again. That's our last question. Shusona, take it away. Well, I think this season for players, I think actually a lot of the answers have been uh, about Bill, about the manager. So I would uh, put the manager in there and it's got to be the fans. The fans for me, like, this, the, honestly, the institution that we have, the people that follow us all across the world, it is absolutely ph- phenomenal. And the stuff that happened in 55 over out in Dubai and out in Australia and all of these places, for me, it's the fans. If it wasn't for the fans, um, look, I don't know what the club would be like, but yeah, I think we are the most important people uh, for this club. And uh, that's who I would think is the fans, with obviously a lot of players obviously saying it's Bill. Um, but no, for me, it's the fans. Can I say much further than that? You know, famous worldwide. Um, Chris, you saw on the same lines? Yeah, I mean, the history and the fans. The history about the club, do you know what I mean? And obviously, maybe just ignore from 2012 onwards, but um, just, the, just the whole the history about the club, do you know what I mean? And where we've been and where we are now, and the fans as well, do you know what I mean? Everybody talks about the Ibrox atmosphere and stuff like that, and you've you just seen the European nights and the Seville run, do you know what I mean? The Ibrox was on a different level, and it must, it must be some draw to, to come to that, do you know what I mean? Yep, I think yep, obviously the hindering bit is about Scotland and obviously the summer will happen. Nobody wants to do their training camps in Scotland. Um, if possible, they always want to take it abroad. That's David? I'll no, never, we'll never forget George Square in 55, will <laughs> maybe, maybe we should just show them a wee bit of that, not the full video. <laughs> <laughs> David, where, where, no, where's I'm your... Talking. What's your shout then, David? For this one. Well, it's obviously it's, it's obviously at the moment the the big thing is uh, Michael Beal PowerPoint. That seems <laughs> to be the big thing that's attracting people to Rangers. I, I would I would love to see the PowerPoint. No, but I, I can I can only agree with the other two. Um, the fans absolutely brilliant, and when you see the players uh, when around Ibrox, I would say Ibrox has a a big thing. Oh, I see uh, Chris is uh, Chris has got a key role at the moment. <laughs> um, so, so we, we see uh, when 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 you see the faces when they when they walk uh, into Ibrox and they see the the setup at Ibrox, walk into the blue room. Uh, obviously, they've signed at that time, but uh, I think that's that's a big big thing because all the all players obviously see that as well and talk about it and. Uh, I think that. So the fans, Ibrox, uh, and, and I, I would put Michael Beale third, although he's probably the first one to, to talk to them. I would say the, the, to get them over the line is the fans and uh, and Ibrox. Yeah, I was going to say Ibrox for my answer. I think our stadium's just... I, I go to it for that first game every season. I'm walking to my seat. I go walk down past walking down the steps. You always get Get a kind of lose your breath feeling, you know. That's that we get to call this place home, you know. Um, it's something that, especially through some of the hard times, you we maybe 
had clinging on to the most, you know, that we might have just lost this all. But I, I think it's a, it's a, a place fit for the team that, that <laughs> kills at home, the fans that travel uh, from far and wide to, to come to it every weekend for Europe, for the league, for cups, whatever. Um, it certainly is fitting for the, the, the size of our club. Um, yeah, that that was going to go for Ibrox. Um, I mean, Yanis Hadji says it the best. Ibrox, baby, it's just different. Um, so yeah, that's that's the questions from from the Rangers social media team. Um, uh, I would love to say that well, this was my 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 interview for maybe having a job there down the line. But I, as I said, I don't think Rangers will ever take me for any position uh, ever. So <laughs> I, I will pass you back to. DVT for the kind of run-ins for the last couple of minutes. Just quickly, Andrew, okay. can I just say one thing? In the words of Fashion Sakala, dreams don't die. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was, I, you know what, that was, that, was in my, that was in my head. But you know what, right? I, I was thinking about this like, a, a couple of days ago when people were saying like the stadiums that you've been to in the world. And honestly, I kid you not, Ibrox doesn't compare to anything else. I don't know if it's that red brick outside or whatever it is, the history behind it. I know... I'm obviously speaking with a wee bit of business, but you tell me another stadium in the world and compare it against that, and I can't. I just think it's honestly stunning from outside to the inside and everything about it, even that changing room, the manager's office, everything about it, the trophy room. You tell me another stadium, and I'll tell you something. I've done a few stadiums, and honestly, I can't compare it to Ibrox. No, well, that's 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 for sure. Uh, I don't think there is a, a stadium that can can get anywhere. I've I've certainly not been to many stadiums. Uh, I, I haven't been to any of the big stadiums. I've been to Dortmund. Well, Dortmund's just a, a big concrete block. That's uh, yeah, a horrible stadium, really. It, it, it takes eighty thousand people. But see, if you're sitting up at the, I'll be up at the back. You need binoculars to watch the game. It's we we ants running about. It's, it's really and to get up there, you need an oxygen mask. So I'm not impressed with the Dortmund Stadium. I've been to the Schalke Stadium. I, I was quite impressed with that, the, the, especially the walk up to it. It's quite a, it's just a, a hill. And instead of getting into all stairs when you're in the stadium, you you sort of go up gradually outside, and then you can go in and either go down the way or up the way. So they they sort of split it up that way. So I I was quite the Ibrox is uh, Ibrox just and uh, as I say, you walk into the the blue room and and hopefully. Uh, well, we're possibly I'm coming over next month, so hopefully we can maybe get a a tour of a stadium arranged for that day, and hopefully we're going to have a meet up anyway. So I think that's all we've got for today, uh, Andrew. I'll let you say goodbye and anything else you want to get off your chest. Uh, that was the time. Yeah, thanks for having me on again. Um, thanks to all the the listeners, viewers, and um, on the live comments or. Listening back, um, been good night as always. Good chat with the rest of the, the folks tonight. Um, thanks very much. There you go. I'm um, sorry about the comments weren't a lot on today, but I am not very multitasking. I'm afraid, as my wife keeps telling me. Um, Shona, you want to get anything? I won't say. Can I see off your chest to you? Uh, <laughs> that's one thing. Um, <laughs> um, what would you like to say and say your goodbyes to the the people watching? 
Well, thanks very much for having me on tonight. It was a good chat, guys. I really enjoyed it. Obviously, it looks like we could be talking about a future transfer. So let's hope that happens. And let's hope we can try and get some guys out the door now. I think that's now the priority. Get Sifuentes and Danilo in. And look, let's try and get some, shift some guys out the door. And roll on Tuesday. I cannot wait. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, Chris? Same to you. Say yes. goodbye and anything you want to say, bring in. Do it now. Just goodbye and uh, thanks to everybody who's listened in. And um, things are looking a lot better than than they were they were, they were this time last year. I think and we just need to be positive. And the, the signings are looking all going well so far. And the signings deals made already. There's played the two last in January. Should I say sorry? Have been good. So I'm optimistic, but. I need to keep a level head as well because when I start getting carried away, then <laughs> it backfires. But no, it's good to have him back. And um, hopefully next week we're on the phone about a couple of good performances before then. No, well, that's uh, that's for sure. I, I don't know what the game will be like in, uh, on Tuesday. I, I don't know whether it will be a real game of football or whether it will be just a, a sort of a passive parcel. But... Um, at least, at least we'll be, you will, everybody that can go to the game will be uh, able to, to get the Rangers drug, uh, which we will in, in our TV as well. Um, all I can say is thanks to the listeners for the, for listening. Colin will be back tomorrow morning with the daily news. And if you can uh, press subscribe or go subscribe to the site and press uh, the, the buttons that you've got to press and the thumbs up or whatever it all is, uh, please do that because we much appreciate it and all I'll say now is bye bye and we are the people Normally being a little extra can be a bit much but when it comes to healthcare it pays to be extra and United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 